What's up, guys? This is Jacques. Welcome back to Unpopular. It is a white gay summer today because The Bachelor's Colton is finally out of the closet, and my guest this week is a big homo named Jeff, and I have a huge crush on him now. He has officially replaced Danny Pellegrino as my main podcasting American crush. So, sorry, Danny, you lose. I'm going to tell you the whole story behind that in a minute, but let's just go over a few other things first. I was going to talk about the Beverly Hills trailer, but there's not really that much to say is there. I mean, the trailer dropped. It's great. I'm excited for the season. I am looking forward to having a Housewife show on air that I actually give a fuck about because I have felt a little bit guilty complaining about how bad the franchise is lately because I know a lot of you started following me from my Housewives interviews, so it'll be good that I'll be able to like get into Beverly Hills and have a little bit of Housewives stuff to like talk about passionately because it's been a minute. And if you want to hear me actually uh, cover the trailer a little bit more in depth, go over to Ryan Bailey's podcast. It's called So Bad It's Good. I was on it the other day. It was really fun. Like, I think we had really great chemistry together. I'm going to have him uh, on my podcast coming up. We talked about a lot of stuff and he was really nice to me. Like, talked about how great I am, which obviously I loved because I'm just like so fucking insecure that like whenever I'm showered with compliments, it like makes my day. So that was a fun experience for me. Okay, so Crazy Colton from The Bachelor, he came out this week. If you don't follow The Bachelor franchise, Colton is this amazingly hot, hot, hot hunk of a man who became the first ever virgin Bachelor. At the time, nobody believed him uh, because he was so hot. It's like, how could this guy be a virgin? And I just thought he was some weird Christian. But I mean, it turns out he was an FAG the whole time, and he's also a total basket case. Like, he actually makes clingy Claire Crawley look sane. I mean, if you've watched any of his seasons, you'll know all about what an emotional wreck he is, and I think being a closeted gay man is probably the tip of the iceberg when it comes to this guy's issues. If you guys remember, he actually picked the one girl on his season who wasn't into him. It was kind of obvious that she had come on the show for Instagram and she didn't actually want to win and Colton became obsessed with her. And when she rejected him, he had this mental breakdown and he started crying and he jumped over a fence and then ran off into the woods in Portugal like a crazy person. He ended up guilting her into changing her mind, which is just... Like, I mean, people talk about what's problematic and what's not. This was, this was like Stalker 101. He guilted her into changing her mind. And then about a year later, they broke up in real life. And she ended up getting a restraining order against him because he had actually been stalking her legit and allegedly planted a tracking device on her car, which is fucking insane. His career took a nosedive after that, but now he has re-emerged as a gay man. People suspected for a long time that he was gay, so it's It's not really a big shock to anybody. I didn't think that being a gay white male in 2021 was juicy enough to, like, book a Good Morning America tell-all. You kind of have to be transgender to get, like, that type of press these days, but I guess his Bachelor fame made it newsworthy enough. I have actually been making fun of Colton all day on my Instagram stories, Unpopular JP, if you don't follow me. I've just been, like, mocking him for coming out as gay for, like, PR strategy to fix his image after stalking Cassie. I was comparing him to Caitlyn Jenner. Like, how Caitlyn killed somebody. Do you remember that? Caitlyn killed somebody in a car accident because she was playing on her phone or something. I mean, I'm not laughing at someone dying. I'm just laughing at the absurdity of, like, Caitlyn Jenner killing someone and then coming out as trans a few months later and everybody just kind of forgot about it. It was like, 
oh, I killed someone, but I'm trans, and I kind of feel like Colton did the same thing. Uh, I was a little worried, actually, after I posted that, and I thought, oh my god, have I gone too far? Are people going to, like, unfollow me and get upset and feel like I'm making fun of somebody for coming out of the closet, which obviously that wasn't the point. But then I saw this article about how Colton is now filming his own Netflix reality show about coming out as a gay man, and I'm like, I knew it. I knew this was a publicity stunt. Like, obviously he is gay and I'm not taking that away from him and he did need to come out and all of that. That's like all valid. But I mean, he's clearly using it for publicity as well and to help his image. Because if there's one thing that he needed to erase the image of like stalker man who puts tracking devices on his young girlfriend's car, it's I'm a gay man and I was Christian and repressed and now I'm out and proud and now I have my own Netflix show and I'm just like living my truth. So... Good for him. And, you know, I remember that Colton had actually campaigned and schemed a lot to become The Bachelor in the first place. He's a very thirsty guy. He loves being famous. So, I mean, he's using this for his career and why not? Like, it's a smart thing to do. It would be stupid not to do this because it's like, well, now he gets to come out finally, which, I mean, he's needed to for a long time and he can live his truth and he kind of gets to sweep the stalking thing under the rug a bit too. So, good for you, Colton. Uh, It was interesting watching his GMA interview because when he talks about being gay and he said he felt suicidal, he looked like he was on the verge of tears and anxiety. You could see that it was very genuine and that he struggled and he is, you know, quite tortured inside. But then when he had to address the other topics, like stalking Cassie, he switches into PR mode and he gives off these, like, very rehearsed, media-trained answers with no emotion. So... I wonder if he even understands the gravity of what he did. But, uh, you know, you can understand, though, a bit more now, like looking at everything, looking at his behavior on the show, looking at his behavior to Cassie, you're like, oh, okay, you were like struggling with your identity and everything and having these issues. No wonder you were kind of cuckoo. I was looking at uh, some of the headlines from the interview, actually, and this Australian website called Pedestrian TV, they're pretty popular here. The headline said, US Batchy star Colton Underwood has come out as gay, which means he needs another season. I'm like, are you fucking joking? He had a restraining order for stalking a woman. Why would he get another Bachelor season? I actually like Colton, but he has some serious mental health issues. He probably shouldn't even be in the spotlight, to be honest. He should be working with a therapist in private. I know he has a dog charity, so he should focus on that and... I don't know if the limelight is good for someone with as many issues as him, but that headline, I was like, really? And Pedestrian are pretty woke, so I guess they've never even watched The American Bachelor before, and they just saw that he was gay and they wanted to stan him automatically for being part of the Alphabet Mafia. It's just embarrassing. Like, do your research, people. Also, Carol from The Real Housewives of New York, she put her foot in her mouth. She's in trouble for tweeting negatively about Colton. (laughs) I thought this was pretty funny, actually. Uh, She fired off about 50 tweets on this, but this was the very first one that started it all. She wrote, Congrats to Colton Underwood, but also, what? You apply and compete with other men to go on a TV show looking for love and you think you might be gay? What about processing that without involving TV crews and 25 girls? It's a great day for gay men. Bad day for young women. Hashtag bachelor. A uh, bit of a hot take there, but mm, she didn't really lie. Ki- Colton kind of knew he was gay at that point, and he'd been struggling for years. He's opened up about it in a book that he released last year where he said that he didn't come out at that point, but he said that he had like thought he was gay but then realized that he wasn't. But 
he, I mean, he knew he was gay when he went on The Bachelor. Come on. And he's a big fame whore, and he did go on the show and deceive some women because he wanted the platform. But I also feel like like everybody goes on that show for the wrong reasons. Like, people go on because they want Instagram followers or they want to go on Dancing with the Stars. So it's not like Colton single-handedly destroyed the purity of The Bachelor franchise by being closeted and going on the show. And he has also been genuinely struggling with coming out. Like, you can just see it from looking at him. And you just look at his, like, smorgasbord of emotional issues and it's like, okay, this guy is, you know, this has been a struggle for him. Um, He was raised in a super conservative apple pie Christian family. He's an ex-football player. He grew up fat and nerdy, if you guys remember that. Like, look at his high school photos. He's not the babe that he is today. So, and he didn't get hot till he was, like, in his 20s. So, he's not faking all of the turmoil, but whatever. I'm not that mad at Carol. Like, it was a hot take, but she is very feminist, very pro-women. So, if that's her instinct to stick up for the ladies automatically, I'm cool with that. You do your thing. You stick up for the ladies. I'll stick up for the gays. And you know what? Being a hot white gay man in 2021, it's not the biggest struggle. So, boohoo, Colton will be fine. Okay, so my guest this week is another podcaster. His name is Jeff Epstein. No, he is not the crazy, infamous, dead sex trafficker, but we get into all of his name and all of the mess surrounding that. Uh, He has a crazy podcast called Manic, where he just talks a million miles an hour about pop culture and doing drugs. Well, doing drugs in the past, because he's sober now, but he used to be a big old druggie, so he talks about his wild days quite a lot. Definitely check it out if you're after something different and you're just like, over the Bravo podcasting space and you're like, I need to hear something that's like totally different than the normal podcast that I listen to. So you can check him out, Manic with Jeff Epstein. I knew Jeff for a long time from social media and I really didn't like him at first, to be honest. (laughs) He's from West Hollywood and I just thought he was one of those annoying LA gays. Like I would see him pop up here and there on my social media and I'd just be like, ugh, this fucking guy, like, can he go away? And then we started following each other on Twitter and he kind of started to grow on me because I like his tweets and sometimes he would like my tweets. So I was just like watching him from afar, like, hmm. And then we have a few mutual friends and they put in a good word about him to me and they talked him up and they're like, oh, Jeff's so nice. Jeff is this, Jeff is that. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe he's not that bad. And then I woke up one day and I was like, I need this guy on my podcast. I don't know what it was. I just, like, had a vibe where I was suddenly really into him. And I'm very, like, zero to 100 with people sometimes. So I slid in his DMs trying to become his friend. And honestly, he just seemed, like, really disinterested. I feel like. Like, he would respond to me, but he would never ask me anything back. It was just, like, short, closed responses. Like, he was just not feeling the psychic energy that I was feeling. Like... Because I guess, I don't know, we'd just been following each other for ages and then suddenly I was, like, all up in his fucking DMs, like, a mental case. And then, actually, I wanted to unfollow him because <laughs> because he wasn't, like, engaging with me back that much. It just reminded me of when I was, like, 20 and I would chase after guys that weren't interested in me. Like, it was, like, triggering of past dating rejections, even though I wasn't hitting on him at that point. Uh, and I never do that, by the way, like... I never chase after people because I just feel like I'm amazing and I know my worth. So I just don't like beg for things, whether it's a job or a man or a friend. I just kind of like put it out there once because I'm pretty upfront. And then if they're not keen on it, I'm like, bye, you missed out. 
I mean, you get one shot, honey, and then if you're not feeling it, that's fine. We're moving on. It was the same when I launched my podcast, right? Like, there were people that I thought were going to be supportive of me doing a podcast at the beginning, and they just really weren't. Like, they didn't say anything. They never reached out. They never retweeted. They never, like, you know, double-tapped on Instagram. Like, fucking nothing from them, even though they knew that I did my podcast. And then when they saw that my show was, like, charting and that I was having some celebrity guests on and everything, then they would start sniffing around, like, girl, like, you should have me on your show. Let's talk about the housewife. And I'm just thinking, fuck no, like there is no way you were coming on my show. Like you had your chance to show your support to me. I made a mental note of everyone who didn't support me from the beginning is etched into my brain. And on the flip side, I totally know everyone that like showed me love from the very beginning, like Dame Who Dish, Mandy Sluska, Taria from What Else Is Going On, Stephanie at Mocha Minutes. I know there's more people if I didn't mention you, sorry, don't get offended, but I'm like ride or die for those people that were there from the start but like the people that kind of like snubbed me and then came crawling later on like fuck you guys like I have not forgotten anyway I just felt some type of way that Jeff wasn't all over me and like obsessed with me because clearly I'm a crazy person so I was gonna throw in the towel but I kept at it and eventually I just like bit the bullet and I'm like Ugh, fine I'll fucking swallow my dignity and ask him to come on my show and I kept spamming his DMs like a stage five clinger and then he agreed to come on and I just loved our chat. I have such a crush on him now, like really turned the corner. Danny, you have been dethroned. Like Danny Pellegrino was my podcast crush for a while because he's like 6'3", and he's just really cute, and Danny's always been nice to me. I've known Danny for a long time, and I was like, I wish Danny was in Australia because I would just bang the shit out of him. But now Danny's just been swept aside. It's all about Jeff. I feel like I'm giving off below-deck sailing yacht Sydney energy. Like, you know how she's obsessed with Gary? That's what I'm giving to Jeff right now. The chat was, like, a little bit embarrassing for me, though, because I wanted to look cute since Jeff is gay and I just didn't want to be, like, some ugly flop in front of him. Like, when I went on Ryan Bailey's podcast the other day, I looked disgusting. Like, I didn't even care. I just had on this, like really unflattering oversized pajama t-shirt. I was fresh out of the shower with, you know, ugly, damp, flat shower hair. And I was unshaven. I had my glasses on, like just a mess. But, you know, he's a straight person. So, I didn't give a fuck how I looked. With Jeff, I like purposely didn't wear my glasses because I just didn't want to look like nerdy. So, I made the font on the computer, like on the questions, really large so I could still read it because I'm like blind without my glasses. I was pretending to have full vision while I talked to Jeff, but I was really like squinting, like, can I read this size 80 font? And, you know, I had to lose the glasses because I wear these gigantic gaming headphones when I record and I just feel like the headphones detract from my visuals a bit because I was like looking at myself in the Zoom thing before we started with the headphones and without and I'm like, okay, I'm definitely cuter without these fucking giant headphones on, but I have to have the headphones on for the audio. See what I do for you? I like sacrifice my looks to give you guys a good audio. So, I wanted the lighting to be good too because obviously, you know, that's important. The lighting can make a big difference and I got it about like as good as I could get it. I mean, I didn't put heaps of effort into it, but I was like, happy with how it looked at the start. But then as we were recording, right, like say the second half of the conversation, the sun was moving outside my window. Like the window was next to my computer and the lighting on my face changed in a really unflattering way. It was like hitting the lower portion of my head 
And I felt like it was changing the entire shape of my face or something. Like it was making me look like I don't have a chin. So we're doing the interview and Jeff is talking and I'm thinking, wow, he's really cute. But then I'm like looking at myself in the monitor and I'm trying to like shuffle around in my seat to get a different angle of the light. So I'm like, okay, this is like not working. Like I can see my face changing before my eyes and probably Jeff's eyes. So I'm like wriggling around and like struggling and trying to move around to like get things to change because I feel like oh my god I'm gonna look like a total dog in front of him and also the lighting made me look deathly pale which I don't mind usually because I am really pale and I like it and I always like stay out of the sun and I always look at people that over tan and just think that's so disgusting like you look like a fucking prune. So I'm very like proud to stay out of the sun. And if I'm going on a date or I have to go, I don't know, I'm going like somewhere nice where I have to be dressed up. Like I'll do like a natural fake tan, not like a gross chavvy UK tan, like a good natural fake tan that like makes me look hot, gives me a bit of a healthy glow. But during the Zoom call, like with the lighting, the way it was hitting, because I wasn't tanned, but it made me look whiter than, like I looked like twilight white. Like I looked like cadaver fucking white. Like it was just, I looked disgusting and I'm like, oh my God. And so I'm sitting there thinking how cute Jeff is and how I want to bang him and, you know, keep talking to him more. And I'm squirming around in my chair, trying to get a better angle on the lighting to make my face look better. And there was just no way that I could change the light without interrupting the conversation to like get up and adjust the blinds. And I wasn't going to do that. So, you know, bit of a struggle, but we got through it. And, you know, Jeff probably isn't going to be my future baby daddy, unfortunately, but I did love our conversation because we're both really unfiltered and not PC and we'll just kind of say anything. So we just rambled and just talked about a lot of stuff. It was less structured than my usual interviews. So, We talked about, like, early 2000s pop culture and some of the cancel culture stuff and Tory spelling and things like that. I had to edit some of it out, too. I actually can't remember what made the cut and what didn't because I was like, oh, probably should edit that word out. Um, Oh, I do want to clarify one thing about the convo, though. So... I told a story uh, to Jeff about how I defended Stasi years ago, and then I ran into her at an event in Sydney, actually, and she thanked me because she'd rec- uh, recognised me from Twitter, like, oh, my God, you're, like, the one person <laughs> that was standing up for me. Uh, and we kind of, me and Jeff, we kind of, like, glossed over it a little bit, and... um I just wanted to, like, clarify that my main issue around Stasi's controversy, because I can't even remember the full details. I know it was the thing around the Oscars, but I actually can't remember what she said or if there was, like, more to it or whatever. But my issue with it was that people were organizing online to mass contact Stasi's sponsors and have them drop her, which they did because they were all, like, mass tagging everyone, every sponsor from her podcast and her Instagram and stuff, like, you know, drop Stasi. do you approve of these comments? Um you know, 1-800-MATTRESS or whoever the fuck was sponsoring a show and then they were, like, dropping her. And I thought that was fucked up. And I actually wasn't even a fan of Stasi's at the time because I'd only seen the first couple of seasons of Vanderpump Rules at that stage and I didn't like Stasi on the show until she quit. And then remember when she came back with her tail between her legs and she was all humble and had to apologise to everyone? I liked her there. Like, I kind of liked the nice Stasi. I didn't like the 
OG Stasi, but I just thought like the way people were going after the sponsors directly was f- like that's literal cancel culture. You're trying to stop her source of income across the board because you were offended by what she said. And I didn't have a problem with people criticizing her for what she said. That was fine. I just didn't like them going after the sponsors. So I just wanted to clarify that because when me and Jeff were talking about it, we kind of like laughed and glossed over it. And, um, it happened so long ago that I hadn't even thought about it. But then, you know, after we got off and I was editing, I was just thinking about, um, you know, reflecting on the time. And I just wanted to make you guys know what I meant because I don't need everyone going, oh, my God, I'm attributing everything Stasi ever said to Jacques because that's not the case. Anyway, please enjoy my chat with Jeff while I go and check myself into a mental ward for turning into the bitch from Swim Fan. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, I have a very special guest with me today. He is a Twitter acquaintance, maybe a friend after this interview, but we'll see how it goes. And also a fellow white gay. It's Jeff Epstein from the Manic Podcast. How are you? <laughs> fellow white gay. I just really <laughs> yeah. said that. I'm going to call this white gays this episode. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I guess we are, we are some, um, somewhat of a... Um, I can't even Everyone hates that. us. Everyone yeah, fucking yeah, hates basically, us. Basically. <laughs> I choose to not categorize myself in that because I even feel like I don't always fully relate to white gays because um, they can actually drive me nuts. Well, but, you're off Bravo now, so you're kind of like leaving the white gay club, the compound. I'm leaving I'm leaving the world pretty much. I, I'd like to leave Earth, ideally, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Who's more annoying, Bravo gays or drag race gays? So I don't even know drag race gays. I've never seen an episode of drag race in my life. <laughs> I'm not a drag race gay either. They're fucking annoying. <laughs> I'm like, I, I thought you would know them because you live in West Hollywood. I thought that would be like your scene. No, <laughs> your I'm crew. You, I don't know anybody. I don't even go out in West Hollywood. I've never. I've been to like a handful of gay clubs in my life. Like I, I don't even. I don't do that. I'm my own category. I'm just Jeff Epstein. <laughs> I, guess. I don't know. I uh, oh, your no, sorry. No. Your your email name really made me laugh. You invited me to a recording session with Ghislaine Maxwell's friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you about your horrible name, which is like the worst name ever now, no offense, but you talked about it on Mandy's Sluska's podcast, but like, how fucking annoying was it? Seriously. <laughs> when, when that case happened, were you like, fuck my life? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've like really turned a corner in the past week where now I'm just like, it's fucking iconic. Cause like, I don't know what else <laughs> to do about it. Like I'll literally walk up to, a barista and they're like oh yeah like what's your name like at starbucks and i'm just like jeff epstein and they're just like <gasps> and i'm like that's fucking right now I, I i just have to own it at this point because i don't know what else to- in the beginning i was like what is this mess and like nobody was really picking up on it and then when he fucking killed himself oh what a nightmare for me i'm like you killed yourself you killed my name officially well, he was murdered. We all know that. But anyway, um, <laughs> let me put my tinfoil hat when on. There was a, when there was a death somewhere <laughs> in a prison. <laughs> so has it, like, fucked up your SEO? Because I try to Google you and, like, only he comes up. Yes, it has. No, I've had, like, a big discussion. I was going to change it a few months ago, and then I kind of, like, have turned the other way again. But, yeah, I will not show up on the first few pages of Google unless you, like, add in Manic or Pop Bottles or whatever. So that's an issue. And then also... In certain SEO searches on certain platforms, even for podcasting and things like that, it's blocked. So, so you've never been on a private plane with Bill Clinton to an island? 
I mean, who's to say I haven't? Well, thanks for coming on my show anyway. I've been blowing up your DMs like a psycho. We have heaps of mutual acquaintances. I was like, I'm getting nothing from Jeff. He thinks I'm hitting on him because he's no! probably like, you're on, you're on Instagram all the time. Like, he probably has like the most annoying, thirsty gaze in his DMs all the time. No, I'm very welcoming and friendly. I was like, oh, I, you seem great. I did not, you, I didn't think you were harassing me. I was sorry if I did. I was like, I would not be on this podcast if I thought so. Uh, I'm like, I'm a sex pest. When I had Danny Pellegrino on, I told him I wanted to fuck him. That was like my opening because I have such a crush on him. I like he's like Midwest. Like he has that like aw shucks kind of thing. Like he seems so innocent. It is very aw shucks. Okay. Okay. No, that's, and I, I would say I'm, I'm probably not that innocent. So <laughs> I don't know if I have that, that quality. Yeah, that, I don't that think so. Too. Is that me and me and Jeffrey Epstein? I, maybe it's the name that just comes with felonies. I don't know. But. <laughs> well, you're like a petty criminal, right? And he's like sex trafficking. Cra- are you allowed to travel, or are you on like a travel ban? Um, wh- when for like five and a half years until I got off probation, I was on really strict bans. Like it was kind of I had to ask permission and things like that. And then in the last stretch of it, which was last summer, I actually could not leave LA County. That was brutal. And then <laughs> it was so ridiculous. I was like, I, I was, I'm fucking my haircuts in Orange County. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> and then, um, so that was, there was that. And then now that's all done with. I'm actually, tomorrow I'm going to get a passport. And so that's okay. But like, there's still certain countries that like are a little bit weird about like having certain crimes in. And I've been told, like, I remember when I actually pleaded guilty to certain certain ones they had told me like certain countries may not allow you in like this will be part of the process and blah blah blah. which countries can't you go to i actually don't know yet i don't know i'm when i get the password tomorrow and i think maybe then i'll, I'll figure it out a little bit or I, I think sometimes you don't even know until you try to go and then they block you from entering so i don't oh know God. hopefully none of the good ones hopefully i'm allowed to hopefully i'm allowed in australia i feel like yeah. australia is super <laughs> wel- welcoming right now um yeah i don't know we fuck now i'm getting feedback again i'm oh, like did you uh, change something no, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, you know <laughs> I sound like I'm accusing you. You know what? I was just getting a phone call, and I'm wondering if that coming to my computer fucked it up. Oh, that's probably what it is. Oh, good. I'm going to continue. No, continue, but I'm going to text the person and say, I'm on a fucking podcast. Yeah, say fuck off. Who is it? Is that Annabelle? <laughs> no, if it was Annabelle, I'd pick up and be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, Where do you have to be at 7 p.m.? Because you're going out at 7. I'm not going out. I do have to be somewhere. I have to. Where? <laughs> Um, it's really complicated to be honest with you. <laughs> it's a weird situation. It's, um, it's a weird situation. Is this that ex that you ran into? Yeah, it is actually. The no, I heard that on your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It is. It is. Hmm. Well, hey, am I wrong? Or did you go viral at some point for like defending Kristen and Stasi on Twitter? Was that you? Because I feel like that's how I found you when they got canceled. You were like, I'm friends with them. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I agree okay. with you, so it's fine. <laughs> no, the real, the real, here's the real irony too. I, I don't think I went viral and I, I didn't like say, I don't, I did kind of, def- all right, here's what I, I said. Think you went, I think you went like Vanderpump Rules subreddit viral, not viral. I, viral. <laughs> I said this, because there's the thing, I'm not friends with them, but like I, um, when I first moved to LA, my best friend here was Jeremy and him and his girlfriend, Jen, Jen Bush were on the beginning and then the other son, whatever. And so I was just, I meshed with like all of those people and I've, I've met them and, and whatever. And they've obviously all been very nice to me, but um, the, that's not the point. I think it was even so just like, 
about cancel culture in the bigger picture and being like, what are we just going to get rid of everybody for saying something fucking stupid and we'd have no TV left? So there was that. But the irony of you saying that is that I literally was just texting Jen Bush to say happy birthday to her son. And that's, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, right as I joined. But, uh, but no, I, yeah. What, what are we going to have? Nobody on TV? Nobody good? You, I think, also are in the same alignment as far as Kelly Dodd, too. Like, she's great TV. Yeah, and I've, um, I've turned around on her recently. I mean, I was always semi-defended. Fucking hell, I'm getting this fucking feedback. No! Now it's stopped. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's so annoying. What do I do? Um, no, no, it's wait, it's stopped again now. It's just going in and out, whatever. Um, yeah, you know, with Kelly Dodd at first, I was a bit, I don't know, I was like tiptoeing around it a little bit. And now I'm just like, fuck it. I want to watch Kelly Dodd on TV. I like her. I message with her. She's nice. She's, she's fun on she's fun on television. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, like who are we gonna watch if we don't have Kelly Dodd on that show? Come on. But that's always been my thing too. It's like I don't think we realize that the most iconic monsters on these shows have been monsters. Hello. And then, yeah, I tiptoed around a bit, a bit as well. And then I think, I mean, for the most part, and I like that about you too, as you say whatever, but then especially in the past few months, I'm like, guys, what the fuck ever? I don't care. I'm like, yeah, I think she should be on the show. And then here's the thing too, is that I think she should be on the, sh- on the show regardless of whether I agree with anything she says, which for the most part, I don't. I think also she verbalizes things terribly. Yeah, I agree. It, but there actually are certain points of hers that I am some, somewhat aligned with. I'll just say it like that. Uh, so I think she's just not afraid to say it. And that's kind of how I am too. I've been very outspoken about like, guys, I've been living my life in this fucking pandemic too. But, and a lot of people are as well, but they don't say it. And there's so many other reality stars and so many people who I'm not going to call them out by name. None of them give a fuck about it in person, but on social media, they do. So I've just been like, I'm honest about it. And so is she. And I'm not yeah, like, it's the hypocrisy that I hate. It's not, I mean, I don't agree with like breaking all that shit, but it's like, don't lecture other people if you're breaking rules and all of that, you know? And I'm telling you, they all are. And so, yeah, again, mm. I'm not, and they're like, oh, you fucking anti-masker. I'm like, I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying that I'm like, and the, for the first month, especially, I didn't do anything. And also somebody that just doesn't do much and I kind of stay mostly at home. But no, the point is, is that she's just like, I like that she's true to herself. That's something that's, I think, the most important quality. And there's all these fucking fraudulent freaking fracks. <laughs> and uh, I can't. You know, I was talking to someone uh who talks to all the housewives and shit. And they were like, they said from OC, they were like, Kelly's the only one that ever like asked me how my kids are and like asked me questions about myself. They're like, no one else on that show does. So it's just people are multidimensional, you know, they don't just have like one side. Like, yeah, Kelly has like a horrible side. She also has like a really nice side too. I'm just fucking over it. I've seen that and I want to say that too. But the thing is, it's like, you can't even then try to defend that they have a good quality. And I agree. And I've, had similar things with Kelly where I'm like, she actually is sweet. She might, you, just because somebody has certain beliefs, like she's awful. And it's like, because her belief is different than yours. Like, what are you talking about? And it's funny. You mentioned like asking about you. Cause I've had interactions with others who they're actually these like very specific interactions where this one person particularly said, Oh, I'm so sorry. I've been so involved myself. Like, I don't even know. Cause she didn't even know who fucking, a, a very big politician was, but claims to be a woke political person. And yada, yada, yada. <laughs> nah, that's so annoying. It's just like, guys, I, I really, I have no, I think I tweeted too recently. And I posted this and I was like, guys, political correctness is over. We're saying whatever the fuck we want again. 
I know. I think I might have reposted that actually, or I made a mental note to do that. Yeah, I feel like some people I feel bad for, like say the Stasi and Kristen thing. With Stasi, I could kind of, I could understand the backlash a bit more because she'd been putting her foot in her mouth like multiple times and stuff. <laughs> nice. but, like yeah, like Stasi is you know is always in it, and you know I actually defend. Actually, I don't want to tell that story. Um, no, say it, say it. <laughs> no, I def- one of her first controversies that she had. I kind of and I actually wasn't even a fan of hers, but. I felt like she was getting backlash for something and I felt that she had just articulated it really, really poorly. I felt like I knew what she meant, but I just felt like the the, the way that she thing? delivered it was really... I don't know if it was the Asian thing specific. I think it, it was the Oscars comments or whatever. Yeah, about the, the reason... Yeah, the the reason that I didn't want to like bring it up again is because it's I haven't looked at the comments for a few years. So I'm like, I don't know if I reread the comments now if I'd be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have defended that, you know, like because we fucking changed. But anyway, at the time I did, and I defended her on Twitter, and then I saw her at a, at an event in Australia, and um, she recognized me straight away. She's like, you're that guy from Twitter, and because I was just there as like media, um, and she's like, oh my god, you're like the only person that defended me, and I couldn't believe she recognized me, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, just keep like, you know, doing your thing and whatever, who cares, just say your thing, and she's like, no. She's like, she was got a bit scared, and then she she had backed off a bit, and then she had this recent that last controversy. But anyway, look, I could kind of understand her getting cancelled a bit because, A, she had been in multiple controversies, and then, B, I also heard from other people that she like turned into such a bitch when her she got really big that she was just a bitch behind the scenes. But Kristen is so fucking nice. And that was Kristen's first scandal. So I felt more bad for Kristen than Stassi. I agree. I was like, that's Kristen's first thing. I agree too that Stassi had put her, her foot in her mouth a few too many times. It's more so too, it's like, just learn to think before you speak. And sometimes that's not indicative of them being a bad person or her having like these horrible thoughts. That's just like, think before you speak and also maybe educate yourself. But, but yeah, I remember too, and I don't want to really bring it up either. <laughs> a, I don't want to get canceled for this. <laughs> I think I, but I think I also do remember those comments and I, and I think I understood what she meant, but I think it was articulated poorly, mm-hmm. but that's like what, but then she, you get fired from that. And here's the thing too. I'm not looking at anything. Were they ever role models? Did I want to go drink behind a fucking dumpster with Kristen and smoke Newport lights? That was never role model behavior. We weren't looking for them to that. Like, yeah, well, I agree with that. I always find it strange because I'm like, well, you'll approve all these other behaviors like breaking up other people's marriages and with all the kind of crazy shit they do on these like Bravo shows and reality shows. But then when they do something that's like not politically correct, that's when it's like the world's ending and they're canceled. But I'm like, well, they've been doing all these other things that are like just as horrible, if not worse. (laughs) I was going to say, too, if we look back at all of the earlier seasons, if we had the same kind of like political political consciousness that we have had especially in this past year throughout the, the all the beginning of all these shows all of them would be fired none of them would be here it's so nuts and then like again the whole idea was having them i think even andy said this in the interview recently about having women that have different opinions from different walks of life so it's like just because you don't agree with them doesn't mean they should be off the show like what are you talking about yeah, well, one, I've always defended the OC, uh, particularly because I'm like, especially as an Australian, I like the Housewives of OC because to me, it's like a look into that like Republican Karen OC lifestyle. And then I also like seeing on Housewives of Atlanta when they go to the fucking Democratic convention and they're, you know, they're fundraising. Like, I'm, I can handle both, <laughs> both Dang. sides of it. It's, it's supposed to be a glimpse into these people's lives. So just reflect it. 
No, and it's crazy. I'm like, listen, guys, like, and I'm not, I'm a Democrat. I voted for Joe Biden, but like, I'm okay with watching these Republicans. Like, that's else I put out of my mind. Some of these Republicans, (laughs) a la Vicky Gumbelson, have delivered some of the best lines on TV. So I don't give a fuck who she voted for. (laughs) No, I definitely feel the same with that. You know, you recently said you made a good point on Mandy's podcast about how pop culture is dead and that politics has infiltrated it so much and that it's all just kind of like culture now. And Yeah, I feel that. And, you know, for me, for a while, that was one reason that I have kind of always enjoyed American politics, because I kind of put it in the same basket as pop culture, because it's kind of the same shit. Like, it's just so ridiculous. Yeah, it's just people are, like, feuding and stuff all the time, and there's, like, drama and everything. But lately, I have been getting really fucking... I'm just a bit, like... I'm starting to check out. (laughs) Like, it's just... It's getting too much. Like, every single thing is politicized. It's crazy. It's like death and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, guys, like, I've got enough death in my real life. Like, let's... I know. It's strange. You know, I felt like through the Trump era, it was like all we heard about was Trump 24-7. Like, it was kind of, like, it was ridiculous. It was like every single late night show, every show was like Trump, Trump, Trump. And it's not that I don't, like, it's not that I disagree with what they're saying. It's just that it took over it so much where it's like I can't literally watch anything without hearing about Donald Trump. Although now I feel like it's kind of, it's gone the opposite in a bad way where because it's sort of like not socially acceptable to like criticize Democrats really. Now I'm like, no one's really criticizing like Joe Biden and Kamala when it's like, well, why aren't we mocking them on like SNL and stuff? And it's gone the other extreme. I'm like, we just have a middle where it's like, we poke fun at them where it's appropriate, but we don't lose our fucking minds. Well, and then also I spoke about that a bit on Mandy's podcast too, about like the whole stand culture and being like, a, we're, we're all suddenly just like praise people and maybe not even acknowledging or looking to the fact they may be making mistakes or whatever, or just, just, yeah, putting them on this high horse and not allowing ourselves to make fun of them. And yeah, I also just feel like the far left in that aspect is so sensitive and we can't touch them or make fun of them. It's like, what are you talking about? And again, I say, this I, know. As, I say this as a Democrat, it's wild to me, but I'm just very like, people are so sensitive. Yeah, although to me, it's I feel like that's a misconception is when people say it's the far left. I mean, the far left care about, like, healthcare and getting rid of student debt and stuff. It's more like a centre, because, like, Joe Biden's not a far... Like, Joe Biden and that, they're, like, in the middle. It's more this, like, lame kind of centrist politics where it's, like, civility politics and, like, don't say this, don't say that. Like, the actual far left are, like, can we have healthcare? Can we, like, knock down, like, student debt? Like, that's the real... Whereas I feel like it's more like the middle. Anyway, I'm now I'm getting political again. No, I, like, I don't no, want to do. Agree. I'm like, let's steer away from it because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, well, I I know maybe I'll cut that out. I'm, no, I'm trying to I'm trying to be less political. Actually, it's funny because when I started the podcast, I'm like, I'm not going to be political because we I went I feel like we went through this whole era, like the Trump era, where it's like people just talked about Trump with everything. I'm like, can I just fucking like have an escape? Like I remember I turned on this Bachelor podcast because I love Bachelor stuff, Bachelor Nation, and they opened the fucking podcast with this thing about like a, a voter suppression and like getting out Trump. I'm like, I'm trying to listen to a fucking Bachelor podcast. And I was like, when I do my podcast, I'm not doing politics and then a couple of times I did it like which without meaning to I'm just so unfiltered and I started doing I'm like I don't want to become like one of those like Trump derangement syndrome type people that I can't talk about like pop culture without like bringing politics or something into it so I'm trying to like just take a step back from it because I don't want to like politics just breaks people's brains I think I think you're doing a pretty good job can I say this is somebody who's now 19 minutes into the conversation? So, you know. Yeah. So, is pop culture, you, so you think pop culture really is dead now, or are we just fucking old now? Are we just I mean, like over the hill? 
I'm sure there's like, I'm sure part of me saying it in jest. I am, we are, we are old. How old are you, by the way? Mm. Just say it. Say <laughs> Next it. question. 33. Oh, oh my God. You act like you're fucking 57. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, is it Jacques or Jacques? It's Jacques. It's, oh my God. It's Jacques. It's Jacques. <laughs> I know. I'm just that sounds sure. like a fucking queef or something, like Listen, a sex act. I'm double checking. And, you know, <laughs> I'm not here to bully anyone about their names. So. <laughs> well, I um, am. That's true. I mean, you can do it. I deserve it. Uh, no. So I think it's like partly that it is kind of dead. And just like the heyday of like, A, there was just that group of girls. Then there's also the fact that like the coverage has shifted because of all like the heaviness in the world. And then it's just, I think because of social media, the coverage has shifted too. And then also we are old. So maybe I'm just not excited about the younger girls anymore. I'm sure it's a combination of a lot of it. But to me, it's just like pop culture for me is dead. And I'm still in 2004 and it feels great. Yeah, I've been getting into some of the nostalgia stuff recently as well. You know, and last night I watched, um, I was re-watching Young Adult with Charlize Theron. Have you seen that? Wait a minute. You would love that. It's like, she's like, she's a bright movie though, right? Well, no, it's like 10 years old now. Oh my God. I thought you would have seen that. You would love it. She's like an author. And then she goes back to her, her small town where she grew up because she wants to like get her high school boyfriend back, but she's like stuck in the past and she's trying to relive it. She's miserable. Lose the dude. You're giving, you're being disrespectful. No, No, I've seen it. Yes. I watched it with my brother last year and I remember, oh, you know what I was going to tell you? What? Is that my brother... I don't even know. It's this kid named Justin Toby on Twitter. You're probably like, who is that annoying kid that comments on your stuff, my stuff? And he was like, oh, I know that guy, Jock, because he, he used to follow your music blog. Wait, oh, but he, he followed my music blog. Yeah, it was with something. Oh my the God, P, that's right? hilarious. Yeah. What's it called? I, I don't want to say because I don't want people to. Oh my girl, if you want to talk about getting cancelled, I had the. <laughs> <laughs> I had like the most politically incorrect blog. He it's told like, me this. He told me. <laughs> it was like, it was off the chain. Like it was crazy. Yeah. It was really popular. It's funny. Um, Cause it's like another life and I forget about it. And then occasionally people come out the woodwork and they're like, I loved your blog. Um, cause he said was, he saw you commenting on my stuff. And he was like, I knew it was cause I saw his music blog. Cause he used to, I remember he used to always be on these like underground or maybe not underground. What I don't know. I didn't mean to say underground. It was above ground, whatever music. Yeah. Blog. And he would, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my music blog was the best. Now I'm doing the podcasting thing, which I've wanted to do for a long time. I'm like, I'm going to have a big podcast because I remember what it was like to have a big blog. And I'm like, this is, I'm having my my second era now. I mean, hopefully we'll see. Wait, what, <laughs> wait, what happened to the blog? We can't talk I about just, it. No, no, oh, no, it's fine. Like, I just, um, I don't know. I was just, a, I was a mess then. So, you know, the blog was really popular at its peak. Like, at its peak, I was getting almost like 100,000 uniques a month. And I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I had, like, no confidence. I was just in my house, basically, young, unemployed, de- like, depressed as fuck. Um, I didn't know how to... I didn't know how to like monetize something like that, especially because it was, it got big on the cusp of like, I don't think Instagram was even out then. So it's like people weren't as aware of like when you had something like that, how to monetize it and how to turn it into a brand and all that. I'm just like, they're just typing out any fucking thing that came in my head. Like it was, you know, it was crazy. And yeah, eventually I couldn't keep up with it. And then I kind of, turned it into a k-pop blog back when people weren't doing k-pop i was like the first person doing that pretty much and 
then that started getting really popular. And then I was just, it was just too hard to sustain. I'm like, I need to just get a real fucking job. And I mean, I was still working, but I wasn't working full time. And then eventually I just went into like, I got a writing job full time because I just needed to pay the bills and I couldn't keep up with it. And then I'm glad that it's gone now because I'm like, I'll be canceled like 1000 times over. <laughs> can we dig it, wait, can we dig it up and I'll come back and we do a few episodes segment of us just revisiting the blog. Oh my God. It actually, it's, it makes me sad when I see it sometimes, you know, like the nostalgia when I look mm-hmm. back at it. So I don't like looking back at things. Like I actually found my uh, old live journal the other day from when I was like a like suicidal teenager who had just like moved out of home and was like a fucking mess. And I was like reading through some of it and I'm like, I actually don't, I don't want to take this trip down memory lane. And I, just I love it. Sometimes I'll pop on my MySpace and it's basically empty now because the way they like reformatted it. like I can't find it, mine. I'm devastated. It, like, it's weird because the page exists, but it's formatted differently. But there's still like, still like some photos and stuff. And I just get these flashbacks. And I remember you would like log onto my MySpace and it would be like Candy Shop by 50 Cent playing and like crazy yeah. HTML flashing lights. And it was just ugh, the days. Yeah, I know. Cassie, me and you was my because Cassie <gasps> got big on MySpace. That's how she blew up on MySpace. I'm... <laughs> This is so bizarre too. Okay, the world, the universe is bizarre. On the right before I came here, I was driving my car with a friend. I had this old hip hop throwbacks playlist on, and we played "Me and You." And she said oh, something about Cassie, and I explained to her how Cassie came about. This was like an hour ago. That's so bizarre. <laughs> that is so weird. Yeah, that's people forget. Yeah, Cassie blew up on MySpace, and then I had all the Cassie songs on my page. I was like the OG Cassie stan. I feel like. I feel like people love me and you, and I trust me, I love it. But sometimes I almost want to say Long Way to Go might be superior. No, it's definitely not. They're, the best Cassie songs are Me and You, King of Hearts, okay, um, cool. Must Be Love with Didi is really underrated. I'm a big Cassie fan. I was like the original, like that's why my blog was so amazing because I was like writing hard from Cassie from day one, defending her music. And if people remember, Cassie was like a joke when she came out because people like she can't sing, she has no talent, like she's just a model. Like she would get so much shit. I remember she went on The Breakfast Club and Charlemagne basically made her cry, like bullying her. Because you remember when Charlemagne was such a cunt? He really Back was. In, he was like fucking hot. I mean, again, talk about cancel culture. If people want to go and revisit, I was watching when he had little mama on and he made little mama cry because he was attacking her over the VMAs when she got on. Stage. I don't want to talk about little mama. Cause I said something about little mama recently. Cause I was at a, uh, um, this place in Venice called the whaler and they're playing lip gloss. I was like, Oh, little mama, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh my God. Do you know what little mama did recently? She tried to start a heterosexual rights thing. I was like, guys, I wasn't aware. I was just saying, I love the song lip gloss. Like, let me live. <laughs> Who even pays attention to that stuff? I've had people on Twitter, which I can't believe, um, and they'll slide in my DMs, these fucking Karens, and they'll be like, just so you know, this person that you're following has said, you know, blah, blah, blah about whatever. And I'm like, A, I don't even remember following this person. B, I don't give a shit. Like, why are you telling me? Like, who cares? Why are you looking through who I follow on Twitter? That was on my Instagram. I was like, I've seen the post you like. I'm like, first of all, half the posts I like, I'm doing as charity. I'm just going through and scrolling and tapping like because it's a nice thing to do. I'm not even looking at what the post is. Mm. And second of all, why are you looking at posts? What's post I'm like, I like? And third of all, that some, sometimes I might like it. What are you talking about? You're so bizarre. 
I feel exactly the same when it comes to the Instagram likes and liking tweets too, which I didn't. Ne- to, to, nice. I try not to like tweets because I am verified and it comes up in people's feeds, but I'm just do it out of habit. And I hate when people get cancelled specifically for when it's like they liked this photo. Cause I'm like, I like shit all the time and I'm not even looking at it. I'm just like, tap, tap, tap. No, like, I, I just do it. Like, whoa, I can't believe that was the photo that I like. I didn't even know what I was looking at. Like, I know. And I didn't realize that apparently. I, I guess we're in like a, we're kind of like a rare breed because apparently people don't like stuff that much. Like it's actually hard to get likes, but well, I'm just a big liker. Because I was going to say too, I was going to say, guys, like m- m- I feel like my engagement is low. I'm like, can you just? It's like to me, I'm just like out of respect because you follow me, just like the stuff. Even like even if you don't like the post, just like. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's it's weird. So, like, Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan, she's your fave, like, 2000s relic, right? She's your my, number one. My baby girl, number one. Oh, well, we're at war because Hilary Duff is, like, mine. Well, I, love I-, how, I love how basic she is. I'm just obsessed with it. Like, for Hillary? <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm like obsessed with Hillary Duff. But if you heard me on Mandy's podcast, I was talking about like no team this, team that. Like, I still think Hillary's, you know, she's got hits and she's she's the <laughs> thing. But Lindsay, to me, Lindsay's just like, I love the criminal side of her. I love how insane she is. I love that she is so out of touch with reality and herself and the lack of self-awareness. And like, it's something else. She's a, she's a strange character. Do you think she's sober? No. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that she's like a concubine in Dubai? <laughs> I mean, she basically, I mean, the thing, because it's kind of like, I guess, for her, because even though she hasn't had like a hit movie in like forever, she was so big at her peak that she's kind of one of those people that will always be somewhat of a household name. So I imagine that it's not like she's a prostitute, but it's just that like princes and whatever European people, it's like cool to have a celebrity on their arm at an event. Oh, you know, Lindsay Lohan, like it just makes them look like they know a celebrity or she's probably like fun arm candy to have. But I don't think that it's like, you know, leave the coins on the dresser, fucking, you know, 30 minute rub and tug. I don't think she's like a prostitute. No, I don't think she's like popping close to it. Yeah, but I think <laughs> I agree. I agree that I think she's maybe latching on to some arms type of situation. She's got a good setup. I always saw this for her, but I saw her time in America, like, you know, really just steadily dropping. I was like, I feel like one day she's just going to dip overseas. And like, yeah, it's that market. It's no matter what, like she can keep country hopping at this point. Like, <laughs> Well, you know, she works in Australia. She does the Masked Singer Australia, and she was meant to do the second season, but I think for coronavirus, she couldn't fly over. That's sad. What do you think? You know, I was wondering, I was like, what do you think they paid her? I don't know, but I'm like, first of all, I can't believe that the best one she could get on was this, because I thought she would still be big enough to get on the US one, but she probably doesn't have the personality for the US one, because it's like someone like Jenny McCarthy or whatever, she's like a great performer, Mm. whereas Lindsay, but... Lindsay on the Australian Mars Singer, it's so ridiculous because we have all of these like local flop Australian celebrities on it that she would never know in a million years. So it'll like, but then she's there and she'll start guessing like, oh, is it Brad Pitt? Is it? And it's like, as if fucking, you know, like this person's going to do the Mars Singer Australia. And then she'll have to like pretend that she knows who they are. Like, you know what it is? I think nobody's, a lot of people are not willing to work with her. I've like just in so many situations, I moved to LA first like 10 years ago and I've been in so many like different kind of facets of the industry um, or, or with people or whatever that have all had the same 
awful experiences with her and she's truly just burned every bridge here so like i'm i am not i was shocked that she got in the australian version to be honest with you. i was like wow I was like, this is good for her maybe she's cleaned up a little bit in terms of she might be a little bit more professional i don't know yeah, maybe a tad more professional i don't even mean that i feel like maybe i feel like this i feel like she's probably not sober but i i feel like she's actually somewhat okay i think she's not like a complete i think she's probably like found a little a functioning a functioning yeah. alcoholic or whatever a fun, whatever she does i don't know whatever. um hillary had her own little like anorexic phase but she just like hit it a bit better but do you remember when hillary was like really skinny coming out of the clubs and she had those gigantic veneers that were like too big for her head because she talked about how the <laughs> microphone chipped her tooth and yada 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 <laughs> hillary. yeah i remember that time i remember like okay and she was with joel madden too and i thought yeah okay which is fucking weird because how old was he? She was like 16 and he was like 29 or something. <laughs> I think he was, I think she was 17. He was 28. No, she was six. It was 16 when it started. No. Sure. Yeah. You would know that's, that's your baby and girl. So. I'm pre- <laughs> <laughs> do you have a, um, do you have a favorite Hillary Duff movie? Oh, okay. I, don't make fun of me just because like, I like, I like. No, I like the cheesy. I, I, well, I was, I'm also like a big like car person and meaning I also like, like like a ch- cheesy type of oh like, i heard you said that you like fast and the furious that's oh, so favorite. gross I've got a shrine that i've got a puzzle in my closet i'll have to show you um talk is like, way better what you say talk oh, I'm <laughs> talk I, is better i just said pork and i was like excuse me so <laughs> I, okay <laughs> agent cody banks i really like that one no maybe i mean she brother doesn't but it's such an ensemble so you can't really single her out um and then if not i would say no movie i would just say lizzie lizzie mcgee and but like where really where she really shown for me was you know the Laguna Beach theme song come clean so I <laughs> her star role. Have you seen Have you seen the Perfect Man with Heather Locklear? <gasps> I think so, just because I remember seeing Heather Locklear and Hillary interact, but like I don't remember it well. You should watch that. It's like, it's pretty fucking funny. Like Heather Locklear is her mom and she's like the most desperate woman on the planet. Like you probably wouldn't even be able to do this portrayal now because it's so like, it comes off really sexist because she's just like this single mom that's like desperate to have a man, like embarrassingly so. And what she does, she's such actually a fucking bad mom in the movie because she gets in romances with these guys. And then when it like doesn't work out, she like moves to like a new town to like start a new life all the time. So Hillary's sick of moving and having to change schools. So she invents like this fake like online romance with her mom. So she's like having a romance with her mom, but it's it's like she's catfishing her own mom. And then (laughs) it's like, I'm sorry. what? (laughs) No, I don't, I don't know that I've seen that film, (laughs) that piece of film. Yeah. Well, you definitely need to watch that one. Okay. You know, I, I, like I said, I'm a fan of Hillary's music. There's actually a song that she put out like last year. Um, with her boyfriend Matthew Coma and somebody else, I think RAC. It's a cover of Third Eye Blind. Um, it's really good. Never let you go. Um, I feel bad because I feel like she. I feel like it's tough for her to make that. Like you know what? I'm actually very happy for Hillary because I, I feel like no matter what, she works steadily and she had younger and things like that. But I also know that she's not going to be like huge again. And I sometimes yeah. got a little bit more respect. But yeah, she's done. She's done her thing. Well, she's so lucky that she got younger. It's funny sometimes when a celebrity will sign on to something, you think, oh, that's a flop. And then it turns out to be a big hit. Like with younger, I remember when she was signing on to that, I'm thinking, oh God, is she just going to be this like C-list TV actress? But like younger's huge. Like in Australia, it's really big. It's it's like, it's fucking lame, but like, it's really big. And it's actually the perfect show for her because she is like, it's such a basic show. And she like, she is a basic bitch. You love a basic basic bitch. Let me get- I do some- 
you love a Lauren Conrad. I knew you were going to say that. No, I'm actually the biggest Heidi and Spencer fan I ever. Like them. I'm fucking obsessed with them and I actually I chat to Spencer and he he's coming on my podcast at some point right and so funny right because I had asked him originally he's like I'm taking a break from podcasts at the moment but he's like trust me yours will be the first that I do like once I'm doing them again I'm like okay cool and then he went on another podcast after that and I went in his fucking dms like a total bunny boiler and I'm (laughs) like I fucking went off on his ass and he was like no he's like no I'm sorry he's like no I'm gonna do yours like I'm just friends with this person and then I like ranted about it on my podcast and stuff and then I told him but then he was like really nice about it and then he like messaged me a day later some like screenshot of him calling me his favorite australian and i'm like okay good oh he knows more, that i'm like obsessed with him you're more <laughs> and he loves it tenacious than me i'll ask somebody i'm like come on my podcast i'll be like sure and then i just never hear from him and i'm like there goes that <laughs> no, I took it personally because I literally like I love Heidi and Spencer so much and I've kind of been like friendly with them for years and I'm just like obsessed with them. So I took it like it like it cut deep. It wasn't just like getting rejected from every celebrity. It was like getting rejected from like my fave, like my all time. And it just it just I, lost it a little bit. I think he thought it was funny though. <laughs> yeah, no, I do get it. I like them, but so you're not a huge a huge Lauren Conrad, you're team Heidi Spencer. Yeah. So not but all recipes. Not all of them, yeah. I um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I do like, I used to like Lauren, even though, I mean, I was always, Heidi was my fave and Spencer, but I did used to like Lauren, but now I can't stand her, like, as time goes by. I, I wouldn't say I can't stand her. I'm, I'm okay. I mean, she's, she's fine. No, who's your least favorite celebrity? Uh, I, I've never been asked that question. I feel like that's- Really? Because I think it's such a large pool, and so then you're thinking, like, you have your tops because you're thinking about them least favorite- Who's yours? Who's yours? I hate the Smiths, like the whole the oh, entire Smith family. I They're do. so fucking pretentious and unbearable. Okay, I will say this. I do dislike the Smiths a lot, like especially on the, the red all that is actually so much. But the only <laughs> the saving grace the only saving grace is that like this is so random. This was like eight years ago and I did some like skit for I forget, it was some late night talk show with like Will Smith was a part of it. Also, it was like Metal World Peace. It was a real motley crew. Oh. Um, and he was so very, like, very lovely. So, like, I think he would be. I think it's more his, it's the, I like, it's, and it's the kids too. It's more Jada and the kids. Yeah. I agree. Those Jada. are all fucking brats. They're the fucking worst. worst. They're all, I cannot stand them. I've always hated them. Um, Oh, this is such a random question. <laughs> Why the fuck did I write this down? I must have wrote this I down last night. Do you, <laughs> do you like Tori Spelling? Oh my god, no! I'm I actually love Tori Spelling, and I talk about her and her hibachi grill incident often. Um, I I would love to visit Benihana sometime soon, and I would love to see her on the House of Beverly Hills. Like I also see that she's such a thirsty fucking mess, but she's. She's enough of a mess that it outweighs her thirstiness. Do you know what I mean? It's when they're so yep. thirsty, but they're not a mess. But it's like, no, even if she's trying to be thirsty, it's actually going to be everything that the camera catches in between because she's such a shit show that it would be great. I don't understand why they don't want her on Beverly Hills because Andy was like, has been shady about it. Like, they've gone, oh, Andy, is Tori Spelling going to join? He's just kind of like, no. And I'm thinking, are you fucking crazy? Like, you cast Denise, you put Lisa Rinna. Like, why the fuck wouldn't you put Tori Spelling on? Imagine if you get Candy on there for, like, a few scenes too. Like, Tori, like, it would be TV gold. Like, Tori's like a reality TV fucking icon. I, did you ever watch So Notorious? Which was like not yes. which was scripted. Yes, the but, scripted one. I watched yeah. it when it first came out. Did you watch um, True Tory with her, her reality? 
I so I remember because I had watched Tori and Dean like Home Sweet Hollywood. I, I and then I remember by the time True Tori came out, I was a little toried out. But I, I was this is you know, but yeah yeah I, I I caught a few. Oh well, you should watch some of the clips on. I mean, it's it's mental. I can't believe the stuff that they put out there on TV. And what's so crazy about it is I don't know if you remember this, but. The rumor was always that Dean never even had an affair and that they made up that he had an affair so they could get this show about them trying to work through their marriage issues because they said that they, they had this woman that apparently Dean cheated with called Emily Goodhand. Oh, which yeah. sounds like a fake. Yeah, and no one could find her. No one has ever found this woman. And it's like in this culture, like you would be able to, you can find someone, like you would find them on social media, like you would find some semblance of them. They never found this woman, but... This show, the stuff that they put out there, like you watch it and you can't believe it. Like I was actually watching a YouTube clip of it last night because I was thinking, you know, if I do a Patreon or something, maybe I'll do some like recaps of some like old reality show. I was just, I don't know, I was just, you know, you just YouTube like random shit. So I was like watching clips from this and Tori was in her therapist's office crying and she was talking about how she was like doing things sexually with Dean that like no one else would do. And like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they would do, but it was just like, I can't believe they're putting this out there. Like, and what are you doing with him in bed that's so wild? Like, it sounded like he's this insatiable sex addict. Okay. I re- and I also am going to, don't mind me, I'm just shuffling around because I have to plug my computer into the charger, but just, I'm going to keep speaking, is that there was a lot of, like, mutual crying. Like, I, I can mm. do the scene with two people with one crying, but if you're both crying at each other, I'm a little thrown. So I feel like maybe that's where I was kind of, like, lost. <laughs> um. And that's, I think that's where they lost me. Are you a crier? No. No, oh. no, I'm, no I'm really not. No, but it's okay if you are. But I just mean like, I'm this not. One's like reality TV and like two people crying at each other. It's a married couple. I was like, this is a lot. This is a lot <laughs> for me. Uh, do you like uh, Melrose Place or are you only into like 2000s era? <sighs> Don't pigeonhole me. No, I'm just, no, I wait. First of all, I'm sorry that this angle is so bizarre, but I didn't move my charger. No, so I like it. I was like, you can Very see like, my nostrils. You can see my, yeah. my <laughs> broken cartilage. I just went to an ENT. He's like, your cartilage is destroyed. You have a DJ acceptance. You need no shop. I was like, well, let's fucking do it, buddy. <laughs> um, no, I did not watch Melrose Place, but not due to the era. I was a big not a 2 and 0 person, actually, because I would always watch it with my parents and stuff. Um, I was a big, like, you know, 90s stuff, too. I just never, our, the Epstein's didn't dive into that. So since, since they didn't, I didn't. I love that you love the Matilda movie because oh. it's, like, the best. I know you talk about it on your show. We do. You know, actually, we were going to get it yesterday because we were down in San Diego, me and my brother and sister, and we always, we're always we always quoting that's one of our many movies that we quote. And so we want to get Moby what? Tattoos on our, <laughs> uh, tattoos on our, on our somewhere. Yeah, because he's she's like, well, bye bye. He's like, he's like, what are you reading? And he's like, well, bye bye, Moby Dick. He's like, Moby what? <laughs> she's like, what you, I know. What do you need books for? She's like, to read. He's like, to read. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. And, you know, you wouldn't even – I I don't think you could even make it now because it's, like, basically child – like, it's full-on child abuse that the Trunchbull does. Like, it's so dark and the way that she abused Miss Honey as well. And they have, like, the flashbacks. Oh, yeah, and poor Lavender and yeah. – poor Lavender. I mean, she really got the runaround. It's just – I yeah, I watch that movie often. And then, like, my niece, who's now two, like – since she was like nine months old, I guess because we were watching it. Now she loves it. So like, yeah. You know. Um, what is your what's your favorite like old reality show? Because I heard your flavor of love interview with Goldie. I've been trying to get Pumpkin, but I can't find her. <laughs> that makes sense. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually, I did, fi- I did find her, but I can't find a direct contact. Like, I would actually have to call up her work and, like, ask for her real name, like, pretending like I'm, you know, there for whatever her business is and then be like, oh, hi, actually, no, I'm not here to, you know, do a real estate booking. Do you want to come on my podcast to talk about Flavor of Love? So I haven't had the balls to do that yet. Oh, no, I actually do. I, I Thinking about it, like, that's definitely the one I rewatch the most. Me and my brother both were constantly, like, I feel like him and I only communicate in flavor of love quotes or basically <laughs> Tiffany, Tiffany Polar quotes only. Um, so I would say probably that. Um, and then up there as well as the simple life and Nicole Smith show. But, but the, those would be my top three, maybe flavor of love. Number one, just cause the rewatching. Yeah. I used to own um, the Anna Nicole Smith show. I think I owned season. Was it, maybe it was just season one or maybe it was a box set. I can't remember. It's like an amazing box set with like a glittery cover and everything. Oh, I know the box set. I know. <laughs> You know it well. It is so good. And I feel like that's one that I like people to revisit. It's even one that, like, I think when it first aired, I didn't even watch it. I had watched it maybe, like, seven years after it came out. And even then, I was like, whoa. And then now, (laughs) if you watch it again, you're just like, whoa. And then especially, too, I think I'm looking at it through the eyes of, like, oh, my God, this girl's on methadone, which is, like, I'm just, like, I think a lot of people are just so kind of, like, out of tune about that. I mean, it's not. It's wild. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, that's one that I want to do a rewatch of. Do you like um, Celebrity Rehab? That's probably my favorite. I feel like you'd be into that, right? Because you're into addiction stuff. How dare you call me a junkie? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 I do. Actually, it's so funny. Um, One of the last times I went to, no, not one of the last times. One of the times I went to rehab was at this place called Impact in Pasadena. And it was right next door when they were filming it. And I remember I'd be like, huh. you know, I used to get in trouble because I'd always leave. Um, I would like skip the groups to, I would, I would skip the groups that, you know, the groups in rehab. Yeah, yeah. And I would steal yoga mats from the yoga center and I would go outside and tan. And they're like, you can't do that. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I was either doing that or I was doing it and I was tanning like next to where like the set was. And I'm like trying to figure out what's going on. Um, and I was always like, guys, what's happening? Because I remember I'd watched it. I love that show. I, um, I, yeah, I watched all of it. And then I remember I wanted to have Jennifer Jimenez, you know, the one that the tech or whatever, the one, and she was on so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've seen her many times in real life, and then I can't fucking. <laughs> Jennifer, if you're out there, I'm telling you, we. That's actually, speaking of the tenacious, you know, tenacity of getting somebody on the podcast, that's one I kept following up with. And like, I don't know, baby girl, I hope you're okay. Last I heard, she was in South Florida with a fiance. They had some fucking something, something. But um, oh, I would. Really? Love- I couldn't make heads or tails of her DMs, but I would love to have her on my podcast because I wanted to talk to her about it. And yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. Wait, so do you think that she's? Um, do you think she's uh, le- letting loose these days? No, I think that she's just um, kind of nuts. I don't know. Like I said, I, <laughs> I, I, like I said, she's always been very nice, and she. I, I what time that I met her one time was when she spoke at a meeting, obviously. So she's sober and she's just kind of like, Whoa. And then I, I don't know, but yeah, I'm trying to think who else there was other people I met from that show. And I was like, Oh my God, well, I love slip rehab. And they're like, that's literally the lowest point in my life. How dare you say that? Yeah. <laughs> I well, they've had such strange, but like they've had Sean Young was on there, which she really didn't want to be there. Um, 
They've had well, my favorite season one was um China Joni Laura. R.I.P. Look, yeah, yeah, I know she's like one of my fave celebs ever, uh, and she was totally in denial on that show, and she wouldn't admit that she had a drug problem or that she had ever used steroids. Like both of which yeah. are obviously true. Um, <laughs> they did some fucked up stuff on that show. Do you remember they got Heidi Fleiss and Tom Sizemore, and they'd been like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and I don't think they told the other one. I think it was like surprise. No, I'm for. <laughs> while like Heidi had a restraining order she's like what are you doing this man like what are you talking about I remember that I remember do you remember Carrie and Panish because she was at first on sex oh my and they couldn't figure out why she was acting so crazy and they figured out she had drugs on her teddy bear so then she was on the following season of celebrity rehab yeah she was the she was probably the worst person they ever had on that she was horrible do you know her in real life i feel like you would like be like carrie Panici adjacent or something <laughs> you would know like you would know someone that knows her no, i actually don't know her i have seen her I've, i i don't know her though um i saw her one time but no i remember too and you remember you do you remember that she was in that sex safe with eric dane and rebecca gayhart oh my god yes uh-huh i listen <laughs> i'm very attracted to eric dane so i remember seeing that and be like woof <laughs> yeah that's i was like that was that was what rebecca gayhart has had a has had a troubled time because she ran over so she killed someone i think it was manslaughter oh yeah um manslaughter and a sex tape that's like up my, there. my siblings and i talk about rebecca hart's manslaughter once a week <laughs> <laughs> now we're not talking about her running over a child and it's so sad but um you know i think that a lot why did why did she get cancelled for hers, but Caitlyn Jenner's still like running around? It's so unfair. I'm like talking about somebody that needs to be. No, I don't know the <laughs> culture, but I, Caitlyn Jenner is awful. Truly, I it, I really enjoy Caitlyn Jenner though, just as a celebrity. Like she's so bizarre. I agree because there's that polarizing, like bizarre, like what the fuck fascination. So it's essentially good, but it's I, it's one of those things where it's like, listen, like I didn't like you as Bruce, so I'm not going to like you just because you're Caitlyn. Like I think you're <laughs> annoying. And I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you tan now? Do you actually tan in the sun or do you use fake tan? Are you calling me tan? No, <laughs> you do look kind of tan. I'm like, I stay out of the sun, as you can see. I can see. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I've, um, uh, I tan outside every single day. Uh, I'm by, by a pool on the roof. Oh, my God. You're not supposed to be out in the sun. I don't care. I do like a fake tan if I have a date, so then I look like a normal healthy human being but then if there's like i'm not gonna be seeing any guys i'm just like keep it pale and like keep the fuck out of the sun no because i've never had botox or anything so we just keep it natural you look very (laughs) smooth and tight and right you really do you really do and it probably is like they tell me all the time i remember somebody i was actually at uh my beloved cosmetic doctor the other day and she said something like like do you want to look good now or do you want to look good in 20 years i was like now i don't give a fuck about 20 years we'll worry about it then (laughs) Because, like, they, she always, always, always tells me, like, stop going in the sun. Um, like you're gonna you get, really need to stop. Oh, I know. My, trust me, I feel like you're going to get skin cancer. I'm like, my dad just had it. I'm like, I'm totally getting it. <laughs> like, we know this. <laughs> my dad had it this past summer, and he fucking, he, like, got it on his lips somehow, which is so bizarre. But he also was like, I was like, well, dad, like, how did you? So he got it on his lips, but he was like, yeah. So I couldn't, like, I had to drink through a straw. And I was like, well, how did you, like, drink beer on the boat? He's like, I drank, he's like, I, I drank freaking 30 packs through a straw. And I, he's like, and I had to wear 100 SPF on the boat. He's like, well, I'm still in the sun. And I was like, <laughs> that's literally where I get it from. He's like, no matter what, I'm so, he's like, I have skin cancer on my lips, but I'm going to still be in the sun drinking beer through a straw. You're a mess. Have you, have you ever tried to get on reality TV before? 
I have never. You must have. No, no. I, so hello, you moved from like wherever to like LA. No, no. Here's the thing. Actually, I, I have never tried to get on reality TV. There was like three things. No, there was two specific. Things. So I was supposed to. This was actually now two years ago that I was supposed to be on Big Brother. They had they had actually asked, asked me through like my personal Instagram, which was bizarre. Um, and at the very last second, they found out that I was dating. Um, this guy who actually was like the art director for their sets, but it's not even like affiliated with them. He's like dumb Fort films, but that you, I, you can't have any affiliation with CBS. Like, so I, they're like, you can't do anything for, C- for CBS. And I was like, okay. Oh, wow. So that was then. And then last year, last June, actually, I had signed a production deal to be part of a show um, through, I'm with some, I'm not gonna say her name, but it was this whole thing. And then it was supposed to go to E and then, I don't know what happened. I think part is because of COVID. And so it didn't get picked up then. I don't know. Like the production deal expired. So I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I oh. think as, as of now, I don't know. That's so frustrating. It's like so close yet so far. I've had the same thing here in Australia. I almost got on Married at First Sight here. The marriages aren't legal here though. Um, our version's different. It's just like, it's it's basically drama. They like mismatch people that will like hate each other and then they make them have dinner parties together like housewives and fight. So <laughs> I think it's <laughs> I mean, Oh, it's so good. Um, I was like, I'm going to fucking turn this show upside down, bitch. Like, <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> and then um, I have been trying to get a 90-day fiancé, which is like, but not not the main one where you have to get married, like the online relationship one. And I have, because there's, there's, you know how there's like a million spinoffs? I don't know if you watch 90 Day. Ever. I don't, I don't. Uh, well, it's like the biggest show. And um. The ratings are bigger than Bravo, actually, which is funny because it's just like Bravo, so jump the shark. But um, yeah, but it's like the one for like online relationships. And I applied a couple of years ago with this guy from actually from from OC, who I actually really like, and we've been friends for like ten years. And he was always like that person. I'm like, oh my god, if I was in America, would totally date him. And I'm like, hey, we should apply for this. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. And then I applied. And then like the producers like we're calling back straight away and they're like we want to interview you and then i told him and he was like oh fuck no he's like i didn't think anyone was actually gonna call us back oh yeah i'm like oh okay fuck you and then i applied again with this other guy that i met on like okay cupid and again he was like yeah let's apply and then as soon as the producers call he like fucking chickened out and then they emailed me again like the other week and they're like oh you know we still have you on our books like are you seeing anyone and i'm just like I've exhausted. I've exhausted every fucking avenue. <laughs> no, I've see. I've never gone. I've never like applied or tried. I think that like those two. I was like, okay. I, and I think this too. I think my ideal situation would be with my family, but like most of it would be illegal. So they would never. Like my family flat. I was like, we would never do that because it's. I think you'd have to hide oh, you, <laughs> a lot of illegal. You know, just just yeah. stuff. like somebody was like, oh, like I would love to do like a like a family vacation house with my family on like the lake for the summer. But yeah, yeah. Otherwise, no, I've never. Um, like so, I think at one point too, I was like, oh, what if I tried to like pitch that? But no, I've never uh, applied. So your family's like crazy. Oh my god, I can't even. I wish sometimes I actually have thought about you mentioned Patreon. Sometimes I think about starting a Patreon and like seeing if maybe then they would let me discuss some of the stuff. Um, because <laughs> it's, it's honestly it's so beyond comprehension. I wish that I I I wish that I could say more. It's really beyond. <laughs> it's, it's really beyond. Just know that like my craziness doesn't even. It seems tame. So with you being sober, do you go out like, do you st- do go to bars and stuff or is it like triggering? Do you have to avoid stuff like that? Didn't or can you just go anywhere? Wait, are you asking that because you know you listen to Mandy's podcast? 
Oh, no, I'm not asking because of that. I already had that in. <laughs> okay, wait. That exclusive. <laughs> wait, because you... Li- well, you said, on, you, said, you said on Mandy's podcast, though, that you, like, drank on the beach. But I mean, you were like, I had a pina colada on the beach. But I just mean in, like, general, because, well, like, do you go out? Oh, boy. Here I go making the rounds talking about this. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, what I, what I said was that was that was my first example of being like, okay, like, I'll, I said when the time feels right, I will have a drink because I'm in that, that different kind of situation now. Um so now it now it's obviously a little bit different recently because I've been like you know having drinks here and there. Yeah, but before then, um, in the very beginning when I got sober, I still was. I think no, I wouldn't say still was. In the very beginning when I got sober, I actually started going out because I was somebody that like never really had gone out. I was just like locked in a room doing heroin or like in, in the hood. So um, yeah. or in, <laughs> in jail. So uh, so then I like when I was like, oh my god, like I'm like a normal person i want to like go and uh, do things and whatever and then i just kind of like lost interest in it it wasn't that i felt like it triggered me i just was like oh this isn't really that fun especially if you're not drinking yeah and so yeah i kind of do things like that but i also just don't like like a clubby type of vibe really or like anything fancy i love like a divey place so i do that and then it's kind of same thing now yeah i actually i actually don't drink i drank when i was when i first because i moved out of home at like 16 because i'm from like country like hick town and then i moved to the city when i was like 16 and then for like a couple of years i would like do drugs and drink but like not like hardcore just like normal like you have like molly or whatever when you go out or whatever the fuck they called it back then i don't remember and then pretty much since like i don't know 19 or something like i don't even drink or do anything like maybe like once a year i'll get like embarrassing like white girl wasted and like that'll be it like i won't touch like anything the rest of the year and i'll just have my one night where i'm just like fucked and then like just the ketamine that you put your coffee in the morning (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. we we, we see your twitter (laughs) i no, but you know i have um because i don't drink and i actually don't like alcohol and i pretty much never do like when I do end up drinking, like I always do go way too far because I'm not used to like having a limit or whatever. Like I remember I went out with, um, I was hosting this like K-pop show here in Australia a few years ago. And I went out with, um, one of the Korean guys that was like a co-host and like Koreans like drink like crazy. Like they're like, Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And he took me out to the soju bars and like, I drank so, like, I was fucking, like, out of my mind, like, pretty much, like, passed out on the side of the street and all this shit and, like, went home and was, like, throwing up so much. And when I woke up the next fucking morning, my eyes, like, there was no white in my eyes because I'd burst all the blood vessels. Oh, from, like, God. Throwing, okay. Thro- okay. All right. Throwing up so much. Okay. <laughs> and my face was blown up like a fish. Like, I look like I'd been beaten up. Like, <laughs> that's how much I drank. Okay. And the blood vessels. Uh- I hate medical stuff. Okay, no, that's that's the. I but it's that's good. I feel like that's good that you're just like I don't really want to. Yeah, I, I'm somebody that was like I, I was never like obsessed with drinking. It wasn't something I did a lot. Whatever. So it's just something that I've slowly reintroduced. Yeah. If you guys want to hear more about it, listen to Mandy's because I don't want to go on. I don't want to have to go on another yeah, yeah. tangent because I feel no, 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 you don't. I, I don't want people, listeners to have to go through that again. I just wanted. To, <laughs> I, want, I said it on hers because I was like, I'm gonna get it all out because she had asked me. Otherwise, I wasn't actually gonna say anything about it. But um, yeah, just let me no know. that. That interview was good. Check out um, check out Jeff on Mandy's podcast. Okay, we're wrapping up. One last question. Um, do you know anyone that's fucked Andy Cohen before? Um, maybe. I believe. Oh. I don't. You don't have specifics. Like you don't have details. I don't remember. I but I'm I'm like I remember being with someone like I fucked Andy, but I don't remember anything about it. Okay, damn it. I would 
Do you really want to know? I, I'm yes. not. A, I'm so unattracted to him. I don't get it. Are you attracted? To <laughs> it's him? not that. Uh, sort of semi attracted. He's too short, but he's a um, mini mini. Yeah. <laughs> How tall are you? Six one. Uh, okay, I, almost. I, I, yeah. Even sitting down, you read tall. Okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're tall like Danny as well. I know that. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're we're taller. We're tall. Okay. Well, look, that's it. Thank you for coming on my show. <laughs> Tell everyone about your podcast, Manic. You're like, well, look, that's it. This is <laughs> that's the best closing. Uh, you didn't have you didn't have an Andy Cohen sex story, so well, you, like disappointed listen, me. You could have had, you know, there's there's other ones you could ask, but now I'm not saying shit. No, wait. No, have I'm, you fucked any celebrities? Yeah, but you never... must have because you were um, what you were like Blake Lively's assistant or whatever. So you must have like fucked people then. Well. <laughs> I wasn't her assistant. I worked. There's actually more to that. So, like, I was that one. You got to figure out. There, if you, if people, okay, you were her dealer. Her dealer. Oh God! I, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I used to date her or something else. So, um, anyways, no. But there's anybody else I would never say anything about. I'm not that kind of person. You like blew the guy that does her hair. No, I used to. No, I used to. No, 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 no. <laughs> genuinely no 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 that's how you're <laughs> um that could be i mouthed something to him but it's okay guys okay just slide into my dms but i feel like you're, you're gossipy don't say anything i'm not i promise i'm actually not jacques we we've, we've been seeing that blog from the from back in the day so <laughs> that, <laughs> the blog's gone now i can't believe your brother read my blog is your brother gay no but you'd think so he's way gayer than i am Okay, tell tell us about your podcast, Manic. What a mess! <laughs> that describes it. Is a, it, your podcast is a mess? It's a mess. Uh, I'm trying to actually figure out where exactly I'm going with it. I think in the beginning it was like, oh, pop culture stuff, and whatnot. And I wanted to bring people on to. I, I guess I like banter, but and then I thought maybe like interview style, but then I realized now like I like just having those more intimate conversations and just having friendly fun banter where I'm laughing and they're laughing. So I like having Annabelle on often and I like having my siblings. And so I'm at a point now where I'm like, either I would like to do a podcast with just Annabelle, or we're trying to figure out like how that would work because versus starting one new or just joining one another's, or I would like to just have it where it's like just my siblings and I, but like they're only doing it if it's like they would like. I'm trying to actually get Manic picked up by a network and whatever, and then they would be willing to like commit and do it. And yeah, so that would be ideal. But so it's just a lot of shenanigans, really. Just they not trust you unless it's with a network. No, they, are they like Jeff? You're a fucking mess. Like we need like something signed. Basically, yeah. But if you want to hear about you know any sort of like ambient arrests fucking shenanigans at a britney spears concert whatever a lot of it does actually relate back to, to pop culture and a lot of it's los angeles it's kind of like a big character in the podcast whether it's related back to my stories or um pop culture stories so yeah i did think that because i saw you and annabelle do each other's shows like all the time i'm like why the fuck don't they just like do a podcast together it does make, <laughs> i trust me it's I, everybody says the same thing and everyone's like i love when annabelle's on i'm like i I told her, I'm like, listen, you've had yours way longer than mine. So, like, it would make more sense for me to, like, just come to yours. Mm. And then I would figure out, yeah, I, I don't know. you know. I, I, and the name of her podcast suits you, too. It has, like, a druggy name. I said the same thing. I was like, <laughs> like, I was like, it just so happens to work out, like, at our own comments. And we're both very, like, guys, spam Annabelle and just be like, figure it the fuck out, both of you. Just consolidate here. 
She needs better audio, though. I feel like for having a hit podcast, the audio is like, it's a fucking struggle, Annabelle girl. Like, get that audio up. <laughs> okay. I'm laughing. I tell her this, too, and she's so like, trust me. Does she think it makes her, like, more real or something, that it's, like, not too so polished? No. I think she just... <laughs> No, and then even, oh, my God, we went through this whole thing like two weeks ago. She was like, I tried these new headphones, and she did. But then, like, she, like, fucked that up, so we scrapped the episode. I'm like, oh, my God, Annabelle, what's happening? And then the one she didn't like, so we relegated it to my podcast. I was like, what's happening? Like, this is <laughs> – and then she's, she, like, a lot of times wasn't even speaking through headphones. She's just speaking to her computer. I'm like, Annabelle, <laughs> plug headphones in at the very least, like, if you're not going to use a mic that's crazy to me because like her podcast is like her podcast was pretty big for a while and it's still like it's on dear media which is like a big network and everything like wouldn't you have like look at me i'm a fucking nobody and my i look like i'm howard stern with this like boom arm and shit i'm sitting here you're like looking at my ceiling and i'm just i do have at least a mic but i am pretty i'm also but i think her and i are both pretty unprofessional (laughs) (laughs) i mean all right where can everyone follow you um it's at it's at it's jeff epstein on instagram and twitter okay guys jeff epstein needs to go douche because he has a date no, so, no thank no, you absolutely not, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he asked to like have some time um spare before he goes so thank you so, thank <laughs> thanks so much for coming on thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure <laughs> Okay, guys, you know the drill. That's it for this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that interview. Clearly, I did, if you could hear me in that. Uh, if you would like to follow me on social media, it is UnpopularJP on Twitter and Instagram. If you message me, I respond to all my messages, so feel free to hit me up. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends and family and anyone that you know, because that really helps the show grow a lot. If you'd like to support the show financially, you can hit me up on buymeacoffee.com slash UnpopularJP and... I think that's about it oh of course rate and review and subscribe and follow depending on whatever platform you're on uh once again please share the podcast with everybody you know thank you so much i hope you all have a great weekend and i will see you with the next episode at the usual time bye